0: Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Mazuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others, and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry, so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and today I'm, pre- I'm going to be really annoyed if I didn't remember but I'm pretty sure I'm joined by the, the very first Brummy on the uh, Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast um, and that is Tony Bates who is a Managing Director for IDEX Consulting. Thank you for joining me sir. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very well. Good. Birmingham's good.
1: the sixth most investable city in Europe. Oh, so you know. straight in there. Just so you know. plug it in. Got there. to promote Birmingham here, haven't I?
0: Class. Um, look, you know where I like to start. Let's get into it, mate. How the hell did you get into recruitment?
1: Well, quite unusual because I wanted to get into it. Yeah. Um, from the start, so I um, I got turned down for a recruitment job when I was twenty. Okay. Um, Why did you get turned down? Did you get feedback? I had no, I had no blazer on. <laughs> <laughs> so i seriously, seriously so you wasn't guy, smart enough no no I wasn't smart enough so the guy said look why have you come with no blazer he said you can't do recruitment like that what did you wear um, literally just um, trousers and a shirt and the guy rejected me and, um, but it kind of motivated me to get back into it then he said mm. I didn't have the sales skills and no blazer so I went and got the sales <laughs> skills and bought, and bought a blazer really um, tried again I applied for a role in the newspaper really so old school that shows how I've long been doing it Jesus Christ um did six months at a small independent firm in financial services, which is where I'd worked previously. Mm. Um, and then joined a, a national that kept approaching. My friend worked at a national firm yeah. in the same market. And every time he filled a job that I did, he'd phone me up and go, you know that job you're working? I've just filled it. Bastard. So that was his way of recruiting me into the business <laughs> to say, look, we've got all the jobs and all the candidates going to work for us. <laughs> That's class. So I then went to work for Reed. Uh, did five years there. Yeah. Um, and then set up IDEX with Matt yeah. Green. Um, many okay. moons ago, and here I am.
0: Wicked, mate. So, let, let's, uh, we're definitely going to uncover that story, mate, uh, <laughs> that journey. So, why, that, why did you want to get into recruitment? Like, um, how did that come
1: about? Well, I think I've always worked in, I've always been in team environments. I've always been around people. My network's okay. always been quite wide. Okay. And I've always been interested, genuinely, this isn't just a spiel, yeah. um, in how people got to where they got to. Okay. You know, I'm from a, a, a background that wasn't that. Affluence. so I was yeah. trying to work out how can I be yeah, yeah. Uh, how can what I get to where you different. are yeah yeah you know what, what why am I living here and yeah, why are you living yeah, there yeah, and what yeah. do you do to get there so I explored I, I explored reasons as to how they got the career they were that they were at really and and I like that aspect of it really so I got into recruitment yeah because my questioning skills had always been the case of trying to find out how people have got where they got to really which I could then carry out in the recruitment job anyway yeah, using my yeah, network yeah. to actually put people that's really together. interesting
0: what else did you, through that curiosity then, did you start reading books and things like that, or was, anything, or was it just that real curiosity that obviously helped you in recruitment massively from, from day one?
1: Well, I don't think I read a book till I was about 30, so I don't think that was the case. I think at the time it was just you, you know, it was a time before Facebook yeah, social yeah, yeah, media. Yeah. Again, I'm showing my age, I apologise for that. Yeah. Um, but it was different then, so a lot of people I saw in recruitment were generally successful yeah yeah Yeah, you didn't have as
0: much access to information
1: absolutely so I wanted that success but I also knew that I had a a skill of um of socializing I could walk Mm. into a football changing room not know any players and I I wouldn't be the best player there but I could still be able to network and and be able to find my way in that group and I knew that I could carry that into business I think there's a lot of similarities with sports yeah and business you know you walk into an office for the first time you know, it can be intimidating. Yeah. Um, and it's the same when you walk into a football changing room yeah. and you've got the guy that's a brilliant footballer, you've got your big tackler, you've got all these different. Yeah, ev- yeah, yeah. And you adapt. Yeah. And I think that's why I knew I'd be good at recruitment because i had the ability to do that.
0: I like that. I like that. So, um, okay. So let, let's break down sort of a bit your recruitment career. So, obviously. You've been at obviously, IDEX now that you um, originally founded with a number of directors. It's like, that's over 10 years now, isn't it? We were yep. just talking about that. So let's talk a bit before then. So you worked for a small boutique agency. That was your first job, right? Cast, casting it back a bit here. Well,
1: my fir- my first job was in financial services. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so I got a job and got qualified in the industry that I now recruit. Okay, um, absolutely. But I had the option then either to be a power planner. Mm-hmm. Which is financial services, um, or go into recruitment. So I took the option of going into recruitment at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real, you know, really big decision at the time. You, you, you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. certain decisions in your life that kind of take you in different directions. Yeah. And at that point, I remember you know talking to lots of different people about what I should do. Um, and everyone had a different opinion, so I just went and followed the gut Did um, you? and went into recruitment at that point. So and obviously, yeah, I, 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 okay, I back, that's interesting.
0: So. And then it was a small BT agency that you joined initially?
1: Yeah, v- very small. There was, what, uh, 20, 20 employees at the time. I was mm. the first one to do financial services in that really? market. That's ah, so um, cold desk. Yeah, completely cold desk. Um, you know, at that point, we were still faxing. Uh, Jesus Christ! I so, know, oh I oh know, mate. Mental. No, it's not good. That's mental, um, mate. You know, still faxing CVs and that sort of stuff. So it was, it was, it was tough. Mm. But a, a straight away, I loved it. Really loved What it. did you love about it? Um, well, I remember of specifically, I worked in financial services, and, yeah. and there was a guy there who was was a director of a business. He was my boss, by you know, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. ten rungs up the ladder. And as my first day, I had him as a candidate. So suddenly this really? guy that's been uh, directing me and telling me I should be working <laughs> harder and doing all this sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. I'm suddenly then directing on, his cl- career. Class. Um, and, and he listened and respected me. Mm. You know, for suddenly when you, you know, you were in the lower levels uh, within financial services, suddenly I felt that I had this ability to kind of guide people and, mm. um, and, and talk to people on, on their level. Mm. Um, and, I, and I love that aspect of it really. And I yeah. knew... Um, that every time I spoke to a candidate or a client, this still stands now, I genuinely wanted to help them. Mm. You know, and I know that sounds really corny. It wasn't about just getting a fee. I was was trying to work out, right, how can I make your career better? Mm. And like, and even now when I see people that I've done that, it was all about the career move, not the job move. And I I love that aspect of it. And I still get a buzz now, even talking about it now. I'm getting all excited. You know, and I think in recruitment, it's, you know, the, the good people and there are a lot of good people as you've seen on this pod or listened to on this podcast which has been amazing mm. to, to hear some of the quality that's out there yeah but the good people are the ones that actually try and guide people's careers totally. rather than just looking to find them a job at that instance and, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what I loved and I did that straight away and, and that's what that's I got amazing
0: okay so so and that was so you was there what five months or so did you say yeah, and then, yeah. You were, and then you went to Reed for like five years.
1: Yeah, I was, I was there for five months. And as I say, my, my friend, uh, a guy called um, Chris Astle, yeah. um, was working. He'd been doing that that sort of marketing market for a for period a while. of time. Yeah, and yeah. He was trying to get me to move across there. And I was yeah. saying, no, no, I want to be loyal. Yeah, I hadn't moved jobs you know, much. Yeah, it yeah, was quite yeah, of course, a big thing. Um, and literally he was teasing me every time going, yeah, we've just got like 10 jobs in and I was phoning around 100 people that'd never heard of us to try and get one average job in. And they were just getting all these jobs called in and every time he got a job in, he'd phone me and tell me and say, look, I've just got this brilliant job. You'd love to work this one, you know that. Horrible. So, so yeah, he's, he's horrible and funny at the same time. <laughs> um, so obviously then I, I then went across okay. and, and, and worked for Reed, yeah, and And he
0: was there for like five years, did you say, yeah? Yeah,
1: five years. So I managed the, uh, I grew the team and then we set up a mortgage division. Okay, uh, I oversaw insurance. Had uh, about twenty-five people in the end. Okay, uh, doing about two point four cool. million.
0: Cool. Let's, let's unpack that then, mate. I think there'll be loads of stuff in there. So, um, so first observation, then, because this helped me in my um, recruitment career. Obviously, I worked in insurance, and recruited in insurance. That massively helps, which it seems like it helps you from yeah. day one. Yeah. So now, so for people that don't have that experience in the industry. I'm sure, so have you recruited people now that haven't worked in financial services that are now in your team, right? I'm assuming. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so what's from your, because you've worked in industry, how do you then encourage them to get immersed in the financial service in the actual industry that they're recruiting? Is there anything that you tell them to do straight off the bat to get involved?
1: Well, I, I, I in terms of understanding the industry i think you need to understand the people in the industry more than anything and yeah. who reports into who and the structure of it i don't think it's all about understanding the intricacies of what a pension is or okay. an investment is it's yeah. more about understanding how the structures of the businesses work and, and what their, mm. their cultures are it's changed a lot through the years hasn't it in terms mm. of what you need to know and what yeah, you need yeah, to do yeah. in recruitment but um the people that i recruit now aren't you know some of our most successful have never worked in the industry. Yeah. But I know you speak a lot about yeah, mentality, yeah. but you know what I try and look for in recruiters now is more about how they bounce back. Mm. You know, I think we recruited one individual um who had um got a masters, been travelling, you know, amazing sort of life, everything yeah. perfect. And then when she got some, you know, a drop off or a job even a job drop off, it broke her heart and she couldn't deal with it because she never dealt with adversity. Um, So I think mindset, but I look for people now, it's not about industry knowledge, it's about how do you deal with adversity and how do you bounce back from adversity because as you know, you get a lot of knockbacks in recruitment. And if you can't deal with them, yeah. you're not going to go anywhere so mm. so you, I don't think you necessarily I'm sure I don't think you need to have worked in the industry necessarily yeah, yeah. it's more about character and personality for me to, That's to, that makes people successful and then
0: right. yeah it's just about picking up the nuances within your industry by yeah. speaking to people yeah but,
1: but yeah. I mean we're fortunate at the moment we've got a lot of people with lots of knowledge I think we've got mm. 50% of our business have been with us longer than five years yeah so
0: straight away people can um, tap into that yeah. and the, then a lot of people listening will probably have that knowledge around them Yeah,
1: so it's like Tap into that, yeah, mm. straight away. And also, I think is there's a team based approach to helping people. You know, we've got yeah. we have candidates and clients work come to us, and it's the whole team that helps them. You've got an individual mm. that looks after the desk, but the knowledge is not just from that individual, it's from the whole team yeah, yeah, yeah. and the years of experience that, that they've got, really. So, okay. there's, there's lots of uh, the bigger you are, the more experience you have to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think when you first start and you first recruit, you might need that financial services experience, mm. but as you go. Through time, yeah, for sure. Less important.
0: So, um, let's talk a bit about the, this time at Reed then. So, like, obviously, you, yeah, like, so what was going on in like the sort of first 12 to 24 months? Like, so did you start? Did you? So, this guy was telling you, I got with this job, blah, 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 and then you joined there, obviously. Yeah. So, then was you working under him, or was you? No, working? no,
1: we're, we're working alongside each other. And all then, right. Okay. Uh, we, we were managerless for about a year and a half. Really? So and, it was just you two building? Uh, me me and, and one other guy, yeah. yeah. But we did very little, really, for, for a year and a half. Really? And, and that kind of made me realise that the importance of having management... Really? Um, what do you, know? you
0: mean by I didn't do very little? Like, was just well bit, we, a bit lazy.
1: Well, yeah. I, I don't think we... We're in a small office. Mm. Even though we're a reed, we're just one team, you know. Yeah, they've got office. loads of different teams, So we, 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 you know, we didn't see anyone being successful. Yeah. So we didn't know what success was. And, and yeah. part of everything in life is understanding and seeing success and yeah, yeah and that's what makes you want to grab it more so we yeah. didn't have access to seeing anybody doing well the person doing well at that point was doing 50 60 grand so we were just you know you just tried to be better than the worst person yeah. which, which, <laughs> yeah. which, does, which doesn't uh, doesn't create, doesn't create a successful environment really yeah, yeah. and then that's when uh, matt green who's now my business partner came yeah. in managed us uh, uh, and took us took to, to a level. different level and, and then carried us through okay
0: so. cool so what so what? How were those sort of first two, first year and a half? And when you didn't have a manager, like, was what were you doing? Like, was you so? Was you straight in there building a desk, BD, and yep. everything? Like, yeah,
1: b- building a desk. But I, I was, I was. You know, I was running blind for the first three really? years. Yeah, I had no no one telling me what to do, no guidance in terms of. So I just did what I thought I could, I should do, which is just phone people and really? um, and and that worked. You know, yeah. I had quite a bit of success and mm. and started to build a really strong network in financial services. Mm. Um, and I worked there until uh, the recession. Mm. Um, and that was, anyone that worked through that was, was the most challenging time ever. And we'd, that was just, um, I'd set up IDEX with Matt, or going to gone and joined Matt, mm. sorry. Um, and then the recession hit. Really? when you So I walked that? away from, I was a director level at, at Reed. Everything was going well. I was kind of the Reed golden boy at one point, you know, really? we had the fastest growing division, most profitable. I walked away from that job to set up IDEX. Everything was glorious. And then the recession hit and they were dark days and Early I literally front. remember calling round and saying you know talking about recruitment and people were laughing down the phone saying haven't you seen the news um, so yeah. that, that was a seriously you know imagine going from big director role yeah. setting up I was in a, a, a really shabby office with leaks and in the mm. middle of nowhere um, so I'd gone from you know a really Man United striker I guess to yeah. uh, Grimsby Reserves very quickly wow uh, okay but, but it, It was the best thing that happened because it was character-based.
0: Look, we'll we'll go into that, but I just want to just talk a bit about before that, because there'll be loads of learnings in that. So, like... So as you said, so a year and a half, but those three years you were blind leading the blind, right? Yeah, there was and no then, targets, no KPIs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then, but by the time you left, you were just saying, obviously, you grew this team to to what was it you said? I think you mentioned the figure. What did you? Yeah, we, to? we
1: we had in the end, we had twenty four people, two point four million. Yeah. Um, so you know, for re, that, you yeah, know, that's one hundred hundred. So let's a talk a
0: bit about how you got to that point. Yeah, yeah. like so. Let's so what. So firstly. So a big part of it was that you didn't have a manager. So you had no guidance as to why yeah. it's right, so this is how you're going to grow this desk to to that. So that was that a big factor obviously that you didn't have a manager. Absolutely. Yeah. So so first I guess so what did you learn over those sort of first three years that's worth talking about over those first three years where you felt yeah, you were just doing what you thought was best.
1: Yeah, I th- I think the first 3 years taught me that you need structure. Mm. You know, you need um you need a leader that inspires mm. you know, i think when uh, you know when matt did join we had a leader that inspired us and showed us a way and i mentioned earlier about mm. seeing success mm. you know he wanted you know someone that was saying right this is what you can have if you do this if you build yeah, this yeah, much yeah. this is what you can have and suddenly made it real so the first few years i think it made me realize that you need to to visualize mm. what you're trying to achieve you know talking mm. about doing five interviews or six interviews a week really doesn't mean anything unless you break it down to actually what that means to you and what what, What what the outcome outcome of of achieving those targets is. And that's what I learned really is you need to work out where you're going Mm. and break down what Mm. you need to do on a daily basis to achieve that goal. Yeah,
0: okay, I like that. And for you, I mean, it seems like innately it was about, yeah, generally helping people like, what is that? All, it's always about money, isn't it? Really, like in, re, in the recruitment world, it's like yeah, yeah you yeah, buy money. It's so, like, was that always attached? Was it always attached to money with you at that stage, or yeah. was it what that you could actually build and what you could create and the difference you could make?
1: Absolutely, I think you know when when you get your first bon, the, the money makes a, a huge difference. But it it comes down to more than that in recruitment. Yeah. When you've earned your first big bonus, then you know they all. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. so I certainly think the element of of helping people and and being being someone. Yeah. You know, that that was a big thing for me is is being someone and being someone that I walk down the street and people say, How you doing? And I can mm. I've placed them two years ago or yeah, you know, yeah. a chief exec or a director of business walking down the road and saying hello. Yeah. You know, that was kind of that was a real motivation for me. And yeah, also yeah, yeah. I think people um respecting the the work that I did and yeah. the way that I worked as well and the way that I operated, that was a big driver yeah. for me.
0: So that's yeah, that's interesting. So obviously you've got the monetary there, but and then it's everything else that comes with that that, that yeah. really drove you and and that was the sort of north star that you needed to yeah. see what what is this what is these daily things that i'm doing and it's helping me get to that point
1: absolutely yeah money's money's not everything is it really mm. but then when i got given a manager's role at reed mm. and then it was a different part then i wanted to help other people in yeah, the business yeah, and i yeah. wanted to make them better yeah and i wanted us all to go on this journey you know i was always captain of football teams yeah, yeah. it was about right this is what we're doing, lads. The world's against us, Yeah. yeah. all lads and lasses. Yeah. Let's do it. This all is right. what our target is for the year. This okay. is what our target is for the week. And when we get there, we celebrate together and we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Let's, so, so those three years, Matt came in, made such a difference. And then the next two years, it seemed like then, so you got that manager's status yeah. and then you really grew this team and it was really successful. So, so firstly, did you know that you wanted to be a manager? Because obviously a lot of people get forced down that route, like, so up until that point, like, was you a good biller?
1: Yeah, I it was, it was always the, the the top biller, and I do believe that not every top biller makes a good manager, but I think I was always the outspoken one. Yeah. Um, so I could, I think. He was willing to have a difficult pe- conversation. Yeah, pe- people would listen to me, I think, if I, mm. if I agreed with something or I didn't agree with something, then yeah, they'd yeah. listen to me. Um, so I guess I was the, the, the naughty boy that was made school <laughs> prefect and, and yeah, actually yeah. worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I realized. So did they
0: say, we're making you a. A manager.
1: I yeah, see. yeah. So, so manage this team. So I was complaining about a lot of things and the way we operated. And they said, "Well, you manage it then." Here and you then to the difference. Yeah, and I made the difference. Really, and, and, and grew it. And I and then I realized that I think you know there's different ways of managing people, but I realized I did have a bit of a, a knack for it. I don't know how it wasn't. Mm. And then you read the books, and then you go to different yeah. training courses, courses and all that, and then you adapt it. And and you know ultimately you try and do right by yeah yeah by you. So what? Um, so,
0: yeah, okay. So, for you then, for your experience, as you said, like there's, there'll be a lot of billers out there that aren't made to be managers or forced down those things. Like, what any advice for people to adapt to that new manager role that they now find themselves in or anything that, that's yeah. worth talking about?
1: I th- yeah, I think recruitment generally. I think don't get um, too carried away with your own sense of importance. Really? I really believe that. I think I've seen, yeah, I like that. I've seen recruiters that can, you know, double, treble quadruple their earnings in a short space of time and their personality changes of who they are um, mm. because money does change you doesn't it and I yeah. think and I think it's the same when you go from being a consultant to manager you know you, you still it doesn't make you better, better than yeah. anybody else and the worst managers I've seen in recruitment are yeah. those that get promoted and suddenly think they're better than everyone else yeah. and you listen to me because I'm your boss and I'm better than you Yeah, that's not the case when you did put, you think that when you got promoted um, I, don't, I honestly don't think I did. Do not fair no, enough? No, no, I honestly don't think I did. But you've seen I, 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 that. You've seen but that I definitely now. think there's a point where, where you start billing and you, you feel yourself changing and you think, well, yeah. oh, you know, and then you, if you've got good people around you, they ground you. Yeah. Um, and certainly I think it's, it's really important certainly we try and do it with, with guys at our place that, mm. are, that are billing big you know still be you don't, you're not better than anybody yeah, else based yeah, yeah. on really like that. how much you earn or how much you bill yeah. and I think you know, going back to the question of advice to people going into management yeah. still be you and still do the right things and don't think you're better than anyone else because yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're the person that has to make decisions
0: yeah no that's really good advice so then <clears throat> how, did, how did you go about <clears throat> ramping up that team then like in those two years right so you've, then obviously as you said became one of the key parts of um a really profitable team in in yeah. read and any learnings through that in terms of because um, I, I get a lot of questions around are h can you ask people about what keith and i know you touched on it but we can talk about it now The sort of key things to look at as to what makes a good recruiter and these things because that yeah. you must have got your hiring right to get the team up to to that point right obviously there's yeah, yeah. loads of other things once they're in the training and all that yeah but yeah, how did you then end up getting the right people in into the team?
1: Well, the, the recruitment aspect was based around it. Really was based on personality. Yeah, you know, yeah. I looked at a CV, but I, I really do believe that you hire people based on who they are as individuals. Yeah. And, and that sounds really obvious, but I think people can get carried away with mm. schools, there's colleges. There's got to be a bit of
0: structure there. But there's, there's got, got to the, be. There's some key things you've got to look out that you know well, that you want. Now. Yeah.
1: Well, I want. I want someone that has had some, and it sounds a terrible thing to happen but all the all the successful people yeah. recruiters that I know have had something really bad happen to them in their life mm. uh, you look like, like
0: like for the ba- for, for the bad things that happened to you
1: in a way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I think ultimate, ultimately I look at the top top billers in my uh, in our business yeah and they've all had you know difficult times in life yeah, yeah. and they deal with it and they overcome it and they be, become better for it so you know, mm. we, we all have challenges to face and I think it's the people that can demonstrate to me um, that they've had something really challenging to overcome and they've come through it as a better individual. They're the guys mm. um, that are successful in recruitment and, and, and that's a really basic... We have so many knockbacks and setbacks in yeah, recruitment. Yeah. If you can't deal with those and you don't learn to enjoy them, which I know that sounds mm. re- even more weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually enjoy failing her yeah, yeah. Um, and I try and instill in other guys to enjoy failure because if you enjoy failure because you know you've learnt from it, yeah, yeah, totally. then the job's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: It's not about all the successes. It's right, try something new, fail, and then if you can overcome that and you've learnt from yeah, yeah. it, you're better for it and I think we're in an environment and a world where people are scared to make mistakes. Yeah, They're scared sure. to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, so going back to the question in terms of recruitment, I'm looking for people that have tried something, failed, mm. but got back up got and back learned from it and become better from it.
0: So how how do you how do you test that in an interview scenario? Because there'll be a lot of managers listening. Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, how do you find that? How do you? Find that in someone. Like well,
1: sim- simply ask, ask the question. Ask yeah. them, to talk, you know, whether it's in work or outside of work, what's mm. the biggest challenge you've overcome and talk you through that process? Mm. How did it make you feel? What yeah. did you do? How did detail. you react?
0: Make them live that failure right Mate, I, I, I want to see them crying.
1: <laughs> I, honestly, I, want to, I want to see them yeah, crying yeah. and coming yeah. out gloriously at the end of it. But, yeah, but yeah. honestly, you know, you, it'd be interesting for anyone listening really is to, to think about the top three billers in your business. Mm. And I, I would imagine, um, you know, I haven't done any family fortune surveys but yeah. I would imagine that if you look at their life and what they've been through I bet they've had some big hits mm. big hits that have knocked them down and they've got back up and mm. I think if we can all as recruit in the recruitment industry what's just, been your big hit oh you can't ask me that I can ask
0: you that what's been your big hit mate this question, this question? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: uh, well I've had, you know from a from a personal perspective um you know I had a a, a it's not a sub story, but you know, difficult ish background. Okay. Um,
0: Talk to me, mate, share it, come on. <laughs> no, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> come on, mate. you got the violins out. And stuff,
1: but, but no, you know, I'm from a, 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 a council estate in yeah. Birmingham, which was pretty rough. I remember first going to, uh, I, I had a really bad shirt and tie and going to my first job because I wanted to get out of the council estate. Really? And I had to fight people to get to the bus to try and get to my job. Fucking um, hell. So, so, you know, stuff like that, but you know, that's not, I'm sure everybody's had those kind of things so I've yeah. had I've had knockbacks you know not getting the first recruitment job was yeah, probably yeah, the yeah. first knockback where I, I thought I am like, thought I'm, I'm gonna come back and show you, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get myself a blazer when I've got enough money to get myself a blazer yeah, yeah. Um, and I did that and and I can't remember the guy's name that interviewed me but if he's listening today thank you for, for, <laughs> for rejecting me that's class that's and class. I'd love to meet you one day and, and stick my two fingers yeah. up Yeah, you know, so.
0: <laughs> class mate and <laughs> um, what I was going to say so Cool. I, re, I really like that. That's some really good insight. And um is there, a, a, what what else went on in those last two years then? As you said, you got well, to the, so how how were your did you always bill until you left? Yeah,
1: yeah. So hmm. I've, I've always I've always billed. I had one year where I didn't bill and I felt. Was that a read
0: or an IDEX? No, this was an IDEX. Okay.
1: Um, and I felt Horrible, really. really. I think you know, your billing's identity gives you that kind of little bit of level of respect. And yeah, 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 the managers have always seen in recruitment that don't bill, or at least not bill, but certainly bring in some income or some opportunities yeah. or some leads. Mm. Yeah, you know, you got what you're doing, you know, yeah, you know, what you're doing. Yeah, um, so the last two years, what well, I think what I've what I did well and what we've done well at, at, at IDEX, really, in terms of managing is. Create an environment for people to succeed. Mm. That that is that is big. You know, we we surveyed people on our database recently, and the biggest driver for people joining the business now was culture. You know, it really? wasn't salary. It wasn't anything like that. So it's culture. So pe- what people want now and what people look for when they join the business, people want a a, a good culture, someone where the manager wants them to be successful, mm. will help them to be successful, and show them what they need to do, yeah, not like just that. say right, you've got to do this KPI, that KPI. Mm. Use KPIs as a barometer of how they're doing, based on where they want to get to, Mm. and I think that's the the biggest difference. How how
0: did you cultivate that in recruitment, which is a very like I've been there. Like the business that I was in, I've it was fucking competitive. Like I knew, like do you know what I mean? So like how how have you gone about cultivating yeah the right culture and the right team culture where they know that you're going to help them and you've got their best interests at heart, but you've also got my colleague who I'm competing with technically. Best interest as well. Do you know what I mean? So how did you? How have you sort of helped that or helped cultivate that? Well,
1: I, th- I think you know, we're quite quick to criticise in life, aren't we? I yeah, think. yeah, totally. And, and one, of the, one of the... Going back to when I did read a book when I was 30, <laughs> um, was about little things as a manager, you know, saying hello... It's really basic things, yeah. saying hello to people, saying well done for a good call. Oh, yeah. Little, little, I, need,
0: I need well done.
1: Tiny little things. We all need yeah. a little bit of a pat on the back, don't we? And oh, yeah, totally. And, and Especially
0: with, in sales and, and fucking yeah, recruitment.
1: Yeah, but I think there's a lot of times where people say that's not a good call, that's not a good yeah. email, that's not this trying to look for pe- for for things that people do well mm. and and you know if i get someone say well done to me for anything even as a grown man yeah. 15 years experience i still have it. that silly little smile on my yeah, face that i'm yeah, trying yeah. to hide but i'm really yeah. happy yeah um, so i think just cultivating a, 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 an environment where everyone is happy for everyone else's success yeah uh, and i think that comes from the top yeah uh, you know if you 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 know you you say well done here and there and you you raise people's profile internally but also making sure that everyone is trying to do something different push themselves mm. and not worried about making mistakes yeah. and not criticizing when people make a mistake if they've tried to do something yeah if you make the mistake when you've done it you know you've been told twice then yeah. that's a bit different isn't it but yeah, certainly yeah. encouraging people to be better and encouraging people to be good human mm. beings
0: and i think it's also you as a manager understanding what people's what you're talking about the vision and where they're going Mm. that you can't paint everyone's vision the same with the same brush can you so understanding where where people are motivated to get to and what drives them and those things as well isn't it you need
1: need to get you need to know your people don't you so i think each each person in the business i can tell you exactly what their motivator is and what their driver is but but then at the start of the year what we do is break down right why are you here Mm. why are you doing what you do why are you going to get all these knockbacks and working out whether they want a car a house Mm. and then working out how much they need to get that Mm. and then breaking down their weekly KPIs based on what they want to achieve in life. So if you only want to earn that much, that's fine. Then that's what you do on a daily basis. But if you want to earn that, this is what you do on a daily basis. So that it's real for people. Everything everyone does every day is real. And it means something to them. So if you've got your picture, you know, we used to have pictures of cars or whatever we wanted. Um, that vision board a vision just, just yeah, a vision yeah. because no, like you know what if you don't know where you're going you don't know when you get there Yeah, and I think that's really important for, for people yeah, to yeah. say right at the start of the year what do you want and mm. why are you doing this job mm. and this is what you need to do on a daily basis so yeah, yeah. using KPIs as a barometer against that yeah. as opposed to something to bash them over the head with if they don't do it yeah. you know you can say to people yeah, i thought you said you wanted a car at the start of the year. If you're not yeah, doing this, you're not going to get your yeah. car. And relating it to that, really, yeah, give, really him, like that. give him giving consultants the, the the freedom. That's good, mate. Um,
0: so before we go into uh, the dark days, beginning of days of IDEX, then. So, you mentioned obviously the 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 golden boy at one point. So what, what what was your best year billings-wise? Was it a read or has it been at IDEX?
1: Uh, it's been at IDEX, actually. So I'm not a, a huge biller because okay. obviously I've got excuses because I'm managing the business as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm certainly not at the, at the million pounds. What's been I've your got, best year? Uh, 250. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But consistently doing, doing that year on year. So that's my excuse. Yeah. Um, but we've got guys in the business now that are, that are much better consultants than me really um and that's good yeah and that's, that's good off. surely i think that's you know i think if you if you grow in a business and you want to be the top biller then you, your business isn't going to thrive yeah, yeah, yeah and that's my disclaimer for not doing more than 250 um but i mean we've got it we've got a guy in our, our business now that's doing you know six seven hundred plus Fucking and, he, and he's you know he's a phenomenon in, in terms of how he operates and, and really? what he does and he's a technician and it's beautiful to watch him in 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 action. It's really? you know, superb. Uh, I recruited him ten years ago, and he's he's much better than me as a consultant now. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think you know if that's that's what it should be about. I think if you are going into management, going back to your earlier question, yeah, you you should be looking for people to become better than you. Yeah, and don't worry about them becoming better you get than in you. The way, don't you. Yeah. Yeah. You otherwise, get in the way. you get in the way of their progression. Yeah. Um, and so I think you should always be looking I takes for, some real humility just, though doesn't it and like well, it, to it does, look in the and job security and, as well yeah you know it does take a lot of humility to do it but I was always told you should be looking to recruit people better than you when you recruit yeah, if, like you, if you do that whether you're in recruitment or in financial services or whatever yeah, yeah. if you look to recruit people better than you then your business is going to thrive as a result of it mm.
0: okay so why did you join IDEX then when things were all going good um I think it was the, Matt clearly had an impact on yeah as well. Matt had a, Matt had a
1: massive impact and yeah. he's, you know, he's, he had a big big draw on it really I had an yeah. opportunity to to go with Matt when it first set up and at the time I was just having a, my first kid and yeah i couldn't Too afford, much risk, yeah, yeah. i couldn 't afford not to earn for that period of time so i joined uh, i think it was about twelve months later um, and I did that because I felt that working for a big national you couldn't you were driven by um, kpis and targets that weren't in the best interests of the client and candidate interesting um and and you know i think there was some some poor practice going on i'm not saying this i'm not knocking Reed because it was a good grounding but Mm. certainly i think we we could create a business that was built on what our clients and candidates wanted as opposed to what we wanted from a profit level or anything like that so we actually looked at the clients looked at the candidates and built the business back from what they wanted as opposed to the other way around yeah Class. and I, I love I love that opportunity and it. was Yeah, We well, you said it
0: from day one. That's the part that you loved, right? So yeah. it, I totally get that. I mean, but at the same time, if you work for a big corporate, the only way that they're going to be able to manage the success and all that is having those fucking KPIs and everything else
1: isn't it? Yeah, that's they, the they have to way. have one. You, and yeah. I understand it and I get it. You yeah. have to have the KPIs. That makes sense. But even now we've got, what, 40, 45 people in our business. Mm. But each individual in our business has completely different KPIs. Yeah. Because the, each person has a different desk, they have a different ratios, different you know, goals, different, different goals, different motivations. So, yeah, so yeah. we even at our size now, where most firms will get to our size and have the same KPIs across the board, we haven't done that. And, and each person like has their own individual uh, desk KPIs that they work towards based on what their desk did last year yeah, and yeah. the type of relationship. Okay,
0: mate. So let's talk about those dark days then. Let's talk about that. So like, so yeah, so yeah, so join them. Um, you decided just to hold off, and say. Obviously, had your, your um, children, etc. Yeah. Join them. Financial crisis. So, like, let's talk a bit about that because it's hard for me to really comprehend that. How like, old are you? Uh, 26. Right, right. So I've never had to. you look older than that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't experienced that, right? And I think yeah. there'll be a few people now. Brexit and all these things. Like, I'm no, I'm no politician. I don't follow the news if I well, yeah, so, yeah. But like. Like, let's talk a bit about that. Like, yeah. What actually was that like?
1: I, I think it's hard to put into it. Uh, unless you actually experienced it, it's hard. I remember at one point thinking, what career am I going to do now? Because recruitment will never be Fuck, a job bad. again. It was that bad. You know, that's you, crazy. You, you're picking up. At the time we were picking up you know one, two jobs a month, it was that bad, really, but what we were fortunate of is because we looked after our clients, they kind of felt sorry for us <laughs> when we up the business. So if they did have any work or any jobs that come give on, it they'd give it to us, so we actually benefited over the big nationals because mm. they kind of they felt for us, they knew us they'd experienced me move, they knew I'd had a kid, yeah, then you know so at least I had the relation, and that's why it kind of taught me to look after your clients always because yeah, always. they're the ones that that look after you and and need you so if it does happen again I've got enough client relationships enough people that I've looked after and serviced yeah yeah, hopefully you know that they'll give us some business but I don't I think it's hard to to actually put into words but I'm talking about you know it was it was difficult to get any interviews you know candidates were were getting the the hardest thing was candidates that you knew and clients that you knew and had worked with for years were being made redundant and their whole lives were, were you know on the line I guess really because yeah. they've lost the jobs and you, you've got people genuinely crying on the phone saying they'd lost the job and not been able to get anything else sorted so you became from a recruiter to a, a Samaritan really to, <laughs> and it, it genuinely felt that way and it was, but you're also at the same time thinking I don't know if I'm going to have a job <laughs> you know? I've just done this move and that sort of stuff so yeah. I think how long that gone for? Um, it was probably about 18 months Fucking yeah a hell. long time so I mean you, you've but, how
0: did you so how the fuck did you get through
1: that? Oh, I, I, with great difficulty with the support with the support of my and my, uh, wife and yeah. um, and I've family was and Matt, Matt, Matt was great you know we had to we had to work around the finances and, and work a lot of things out um, but again that's what I'm talking about you asked me earlier about my knockbacks Mm. that was a knockback and it made me I learned more in that year and a half than I've learned in the 10 years subsequently Yeah, Um, because you learn what's important you learn not to get too carried away with yourself Mm. you learn to ride the successes and understand that the fail you know I've gone it was was really bad where you've it can turn at any point can't it I think we're in a position now hopefully that it wouldn't happen like that again but it it teaches you a lot and that's Mm. where I get thing where I look for people that dealt with adversity because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know I learned more from that year and a half yeah. when times were really tough than I've done from the 10 yeah. years of success after that as well.
0: Yeah, that's class. And so one of the biggest learnings through that then was like, you really realize that clients are the people that you need to make sure that you've really double down on that relationship. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, look, always, you know, always do the right thing by everyone by by your clients and by by your candidates I guess that's the thing isn't it and if they've done that then they'll do right by you in future but also as I was saying earlier don't get too carried away with success Mm. you know you can bill two three a million pounds but one economic factor or one change can suddenly change that so don't get too carried away because at the end of the day we're recruiters aren't we and I think (laughs) people get too carried away with their own sense of importance and I think you know I've been through times when I've seen someone go from a 300 round biller to nothing biller because of one change in the economy so things can change quickly so just stay grounded
0: yeah I like that let's talk a bit more about that I I really like how you have mentioned that quite a few times now because if I think back look I don't like there's that's why I was like talking about mindset and those things because like how many? How many really successful billers are getting pulled aside and getting spoken about about finances, about about their um, mental health, well being, and how to yeah keep grounded and have that humility? Do you know what I mean? And it seems like you really approach it that way. So like, what is it? Has it has it has it always been like that? Have you always been open to those conversations too? You said like your big billers, you have those conversations like to make them aware, like look, don't get ahead of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Well, I like, th-
1: yeah, I think the big billers in our business are a little bit more worldly wise than, than that. But I think it's more when you first come in in the first three years. If you've got people coming, you know, going from twenty five grand earnings to fifty grand earnings you're talking about people doubling. their, their. Yeah. So I certainly think when we had a, a company come in and talk to us about financial education mm. um, to try and give people some pointers of what to do with their money because yeah. it's quite easy to. You know, I've done it myself. When you first start billing, yeah. you get some money on the board, and you've spent the money before you've even yeah, got the yeah, money yeah. paid in. Well, look, you, see so, that, but
0: you see, that's how they advertise recruitment now to young people to get in. It's the Rolexes, it's the so for now, holidays. Surely. Less so now, I mean, surely? Nah, it's not, mate. Is it's it? not. Honestly, it's not.
1: Well. Uh, but,
0: but I'm not then, saying that but works then, but, then but, there's
1: but, a, but then there's lots of different types of firms isn't it yeah yeah. yeah so I'm I th- saying I
0: think the majority of firms if you went online and you looked at what they promoted in terms of work on their work for us page because yeah, I yeah. fucking look at these companies yeah, all day yeah, yeah. A lot, the go to is IB for trips incentives yeah. commission Rolex yeah. all that Yeah. So it's, do you know what I mean
1: yeah, well, I do, I do know what you mean. But we, we promote certain aspects of, of, of success. But success doesn't always mean money, does it? So I no, think of course if, people, it doesn't. if people are promoting money as the driving factor of people joining, then they're going to get a certain type of individual, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, if we talk to any business about how they recruit, you... you advertise based on the type of individual you want to attract. Yeah, of course. If you advertise purely based on money, then you're going to get the type of individual of that is only interested in money and will sell his own yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, So I guess, you know, if that's what businesses help But how so how,
0: that how? so how have you How have you just started to communicate to, that, to these people? Because all of a sudden, you're going from being their manager to being a bit of a life thing. And I know, do you know what I mean? So it's like, have, has it just naturally happened where you've sat these people down and gone, look, this is what I learned through getting more money I can see that you're doing really well now like do you know what I mean well,
1: it's not my job to guide them is it because no. you know um so we we got a firm in to come and talk about financial okay, education okay. so you actually made the, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's okay, one, cool, of, cool, one cool, of our cool. clients that specifically focus on going into corporate businesses and talking about financial well-being So so we've done that and we've also had um, a mindset coach come in. So a lot of the training that that we do is not, well it is, it's not on sales training because really why would you train someone on sales if their mindset's poor? Yeah, There's no point. So you're better off training on the mindset, getting people positive, getting people to understand each other. And we've had some great sessions where you're sitting around and you've got all the team talking about, things that you just didn't realise about them and the the bonding of the team as a result of that is great so mindset I think is important um, but also yeah a bit of and and that's where the team sort of see that you're trying to do right by them Mm you know, we don't have to pay for someone to come in and educate them on finances. Yeah, no, I like That's that. something that we're doing because we're trying so to important. make them better people. I think people.
0: more people just need to be having those conversations because like, there's fucking mid-20, like obviously it wasn't me, I built 24K in my first year, which I'm <laughs> <about>. I wasn't <laughs> buying fucking Rolexes and shit.
1: That's what I did in the recession, that yeah. the that no, was, yeah, I was, I was happy with out. that. But
0: um, do you know what I mean? So like, but look, yeah. I know there's mid- like fucking 25 year out there Driving Aston Martins and shit like that, yeah, and, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just like more, it, more people they, yeah. need to have that fucking conversation. It's like, look, they, do you know what I mean? Like, there's more to it than this Aston Martin and all that. Like, what, are you, like, what is your plan? What is your financial wellbeing? All this. Yeah, so, that's
1: not that's that's life generally. That's the country generally, isn't it? There needs to be a yeah, financial education yeah. piece. So totally. think, but ultimately, as a, as a recruitment, you know, manager, business owner, whatever you want to do, I guess it's just trying to what what do your people need mm. to make them successful in life, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, money if you waste it is not going to help that so I guess it's just mm. making sure that you're trying to give people the education that they need mm. um, to make sure that they get to a point when they leave IDEX yeah, that they're yeah, set yeah. up for life that's yeah. the idea if we can get people that are set up for life leaving IDEX mm. that's perfect Well, even if they're set up
0: against IDEX
1: Listen, if they've done 10, 10 years for us or and done done a great job, if they're set up against us, as long as they're not taking our clients for, <laughs> for a twelve month restrictive covenant, <laughs> then crack on. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah, but I yeah, think ultimately, enough. I think you, you know, no, I like someone, if someone's done ten years service and they they leave us a good no, leave.: that's class. Good
0: luck to them. Good yeah, luck yeah to no, that's class, mate. So let, let's talk a bit about <clears throat> after the recession and then what's been going on since then. So how how big is your team now? Uh, the the financial, team, services financial
1: services we've got thirteen across the country, so we've broken that down. We've we've just niched, really, uh, which we probably should have done sooner. Really, um, what's
0: been the benefits of that then?
1: Um, under you know, having an intricate knowledge of the specific markets mm. and the the people within those markets. More importantly, I think we really? were we were specialists that were generalists. Really, generally specialists, whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah, so yeah. We, we were specialists, but really, what was that because
0: what you would let's say you got a a financial services firm, what, would you recruit too many of the roles that you could recruit for? Do you know what I mean? Was there, did yeah. you double down on certain sectors within the business that you just focused on as opposed to, oh yeah, I'll do all of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of, we'd just get whatever we, we could grab hold of, I guess, at one point. Yeah, yeah. So I think certainly the last three years, we've um, you know, increased our average fee by about 30%. Uh, really? Yeah, which, which has been a, a great exercise. How so the fuck have you done that? Well, we started, started saying no to things. And oh. started positioning ourselves differently. So we were kind of mid-tier in terms of the the level. You started doing that. more
0: like retained and like... Yeah,
1: we've done more, more retained. So we're up about 50, 60% in terms of the, the retained work that we do. Um, but also we have positioned ourselves differently in the market and we're looking at different things really. We're trying to get more senior work and that's worked mm. well. So we've got less clients now, mm. which was quite difficult to do is cutting clients.
0: So no, that's difficult. Yeah, so, so really
1: right? we've now got less clients than we've ever had, but we're doing more business than we've ever done that's really good um, that's really smart and, and also you know we're working less jobs than we've ever worked but our jobs are so high. much more
0: focused Yeah, you abso- know
1: that yeah. A- absolutely so you know we grade grade our jobs which has worked really well so, really so we're trying to work work things that we know we can
0: so when you say fill. grade your jobs you're, yeah you work because you have to learn that quick and recruitment you, you'll just work fucking anything so yeah. you, what you mean by that is your consultants are working jobs that one they've got the relationship where their client is going to take their phone call if they need help yeah. or whatever yeah. but working jobs that they know is really important to their client and they know they're going to get paid.
1: Yeah, so, so I think what, you know, what we've done is we've put a process in place so that new joiners, you were talking about new joiners earlier and what yeah. you do for them, giving them an understanding of what a job that you can fill is. Yeah. So a fillable job, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you know, we have A jobs, B jobs and C and D jobs. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so we're just purely focused on getting the jobs that we can fill Mm. Um, and that's based on the client relationship, where it is, money, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. But they've they've got um, literally drop boxes of what they tick off to make sure that it's an A job, and they can only work roles at that you know that are A or B basically. I like that. Okay. Um, so our, so yeah, our clients have halved our average fees increased, um, and our job fills doubled. Um, Fucking out. So yeah, so 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 we.
0: How long's how long has that transition been? Do you think? How about, long has that, that taken to get th- to that th- point? Three years. Really? Again, it's
1: one of those I wish we'd have just done it from the start. As mm. you know, mm. I'm sure everyone's like that. But if we'd have done that from the start, we'd probably be you know, mm. much further ahead than we are at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it's.
0: It, so how have clients take how how why is it that clients are willing to pay you more then? if you're doing the? <laughs> do you know what I mean?
1: Well, they're not necessarily paying us more. We're just working on high level roles. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah, so the, so the average fee in terms of the, the total amount as a per, the percentage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're working on higher level roles now, and, and that's what we're focusing on really. So, but we're telling people that that's what we do. Yeah, that you makes know, sense. You, you, you get back like, to you, be fair, you get back what you put out, don't you? So yeah, if you say yeah, to yeah. people you're you're a generalist, you'll get generalist roles. Yeah, totally. If you say to people this is my niche and this is what yeah. I do, then that's what you get back. So, so,
0: so, s- s- so simply, because uh, to be fair, I've had a. Few, I've had a few conversations actually on the phone and stuff where people are like Leah we're trying to yeah we're trying to penetrate that high level with the bigger salary bracket and then that's literally in short simply it's like tell everyone that's what you do that's absolutely. what you do that's how you can help yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: absolutely okay. we, as I say you, you get back what you put out don't you mm. so if you tell people this is what I do then that's what you get yeah, back, yeah. You know? so so we've had a lot of success with that but also going out and, and pitching yeah I think recruitment a lot we, we probably went through a phase as a lot of people do where people hiding behind either the phone or Mm. phone's great but even worse hiding behind email Mm. you know getting in front of people and actually pitching our services to people and what we can do to help their business and make them better yeah yeah. and i've loved that going out in front of chief execs directors and actually you know old-fashioned powerpoint and talking about right this is what we can do this is how we can help you yeah and this is where we'll we'll go so and talking about the recruitment process as a whole as opposed to the product which is the candidate
0: yeah yeah, i like that so that's that's good mate so a few things I want to dive into. Be keen to get your your perspective. Firstly, so you mentioned that um, early on you built a desk from scratch and all these things. Had a couple of messages recently about some. If you could, if I could ask people about some advice. That so if I'm a recruit, I'm going into a um, a recruitment agency and I've got this cold desk. It's yeah. fucking those Java development desk. I don't know. How I'm making it up, but yeah. it's a cold desk. Mm. What what would be sort of your your go to advice for that person? If they're they're building a gold de- a cold desk from scratch, what would be some of your from your experience?
1: Well, I mean, it was always told don't put green on green, so I think you need a decent recruiter to do that. But the first thing is to research yeah. uh, the key players in the market. Okay, so, so map out your market. Map out your market. Who's the key? companies that recruit in that area yep. and who are the key contacts at those businesses yep. and get in front of them and go and pitch to them mm-hmm. you know that's the key isn't it don't, be, don't hide behind who are they who are the big businesses who are the big contacts there and get out in front of them pitch to them Attack might be a bit aggressive but get in front of them and, and, and talk mm. about how you can help their business yeah, be yeah, better yeah. because I think what I've seen recently is for the first time in my 15 year career in recruitment is it's actually seen as a profession you know, I recruitment. Think, I honestly believe that. Do yeah. you think? I honestly do. Yeah, yeah. I think because of the challenges of people being able to recruit, mm. uh, and the you know the key part for any any the key challenge for any chief exec at the moment is recruitment. Really, it is. Yeah. And, and you know any statistic PwC did one. I'm not going to quote it because I don't know the exact figure. Mm. Where that was the biggest challenge for CEOs. The people part, yeah. So if that's the case, and you're a recruiter, you can genuinely help people. Solve real Make Their business is better. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what we're looking for. We're looking for problems like that. that we can solve. So I think the amount of times I've I think you've know, you got
0: to- I think you got to couple that with like you've got to really believe in that you you can solve that problem as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got you clearly believe in yourself that I'm solving a real problem. Yeah. I'm proud to be a recruiter. I can help your business. Yeah. Whereas there will be a lot of people. Where obviously recruitment has such a bad name, and recruiters are then they're, they're not trusted people. But a lot of that, I think,
1: I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've got to defend the the industry because I think the industry is. I even listen to these podcasts, mate. Are there's this, so much good. There's, there's so much quality out there. Yes, there is. Yes, there's there some is. Real, totally. There is some, totally. some real. There's some poor practice out there. And one of the things I remember from the recession is that that was the good thing that happened was the poor recruiters were straight out of the market. See you, you, you don't survive in, an, yeah, yeah. in a tough market as a poor recruiter, but I think there's some really high standards oh, of I recruitment agree. going on in the, mar- in the moment. But will we become regulated one day? Oh, Would we? That'd be mad. Well, I've, well you know, I, I went and got my qualification with the rec, and I think that we've got eight people in our business that did that.
0: Really? Because what does that even sh- mean, though? What's, what can't you can't start mean? recording like, phone calls
1: and that. I remember no, that I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about being regulated where you have to be qualified with the REC or whatever the governing body is to be that's able it. to do the job. Yeah, that's interesting. So surely, you know, everything is becoming regulated. I'm sure there's going to be a time in recruitment where that will happen in the next three to five do years. Do you think? Well, GDPR should have stopped some poor practices, but it hasn't. You know, you've yeah. still got, we've still got people in the market just firing out CVs. They haven't spoken to the candidate and stuff like that. You know, that still happens but surely there's got to come a time where yeah th- there's got to be some regulation put in place i'm not you know a lot of recruiters will will listen to that and state so oh, shut up yeah, stop yeah. saying that but it's going to come a point where that happens and and would yeah, that be a, would that be a bad thing i don't know if if we're talking about the profession hasn't i, I think it, it is a better profession now but if we're talking about it not having that view in the marketplace would it be a bad yeah, thing yeah i it think that would definitely regulated? help i think yeah, that would definitely yeah, help for yeah. sure okay one thing i definitely wanted to to get your perspective of
0: is because um, you're clearly someone that has the humility to encourage people to be better than you and all these things so like i always like asking this so, like what what have been through your through your career what have been the the things that have prevented recruiters going from 250 a year to 350 to 450 like what have been the common habits or common things that you've seen that people breaking through to get to that that next level well, the, the, the,
1: the next level, I think we, our business, we've got, probably got three or four that are at that level. Okay. And, and what's taken them up is having someone come in Okay, that that, pushed, that suddenly raised the bar. You know, we were at a business really? two years ago where um, we didn't think anyone could do more than a certain level of income in the markets that we operated at. And then suddenly someone came in that did, you know, 50% more than everyone else and everybody else raised as a result of oh, it. So it's the, have you heard the flea analogy? No. Right, so if you get a jar with yeah. some fleas in, yeah. put your hand over the top of it, the fleas don't jump above your hand when you move it. Okay. If you then put another flea in, yeah. that jumps above the, the jar, yeah. and then all the other fleas follow it. Okay. So if you can get that, that consultant that comes in that's that yeah, flea yeah. that well, jumps Well, it's like the four-minute mile, out. isn't it? Well, yeah, if, if that, that's exactly what it is. So I think yeah. you, you know you need to find your flea, basically. So I think yeah. what stopped people from getting to that next level he's believing that it's possible possible yeah mindset i didn't think a million pound was possible to start listening to these podcasts i really didn't you know some of the people doing a million quid i'm like how how are you doing that yeah yeah. so suddenly my mindset's changed he's right if people are doing a million pounds they can do that it's those
0: stories that you tell yourself isn't it i can only get probably do another 250
1: this year it's it's the old thing you need to see it to believe it don't you Yeah, 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 yeah so if i tell you that you can do a million pound it's you know difficult but if there's a guy that's sat next to us that's doing it. Yeah. Then, then people believe. So I think the thing that stops anyone from doing anything is the belief that they can actually do it. Mm. Um. So I think you know, ultimately we can do anything, can't we? <laughs> you can have a go at anything. You can. But do,
0: do any? Do, so that person then, obviously, it's like I'm sitting there and he's like fucking out. This guy's done 600k this year. Like I do not yeah, even know that was possible, right? But were there anything? Was he doing anything different? Do you know what I mean? Like was there anything in there that you noticed? I was like that's really interesting. Well, that-
1: well, this guy for us that's doing 600k he's, he, again. Um, I would say his name, but I don't know if he'd like that. Cause he doesn't like yeah, the publicity. That's fair enough, that's yeah, 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 but. but- and also might get head hunted um, <laughs> I mean uh, you know four but he knows who he is um, but four or five years ago you know he had a really tough run and he, and he but he didn't change throughout that he didn't change the way he operated didn't change the way he worked and I think he had a year where he did like 50 60 grand you know really really, really poor year. but we knew he was a good recruiter yeah and he kept doing the same things but he believed in himself and he followed that same process and really? he worked and he built up his network so that that's you know that's fantastic to see really so he had the real so structure he had the real he structure he believed in the structure and he, his process he did but also he'd seen someone else come into the business that had done five hundred and he then believed and he could see because I don't think he'd seen that before. So he'd seen someone do it and then he started doing more of the things that he did well. Okay, so it's recognising yeah. the things that you do well. Yeah, what you do well, doing more of it. And ultimately the guy works longer hours than anybody, anybody else, you know. He, really? has, he has to because he's got to manage so many placements. So yeah. but he's the guy that would be in the office till ten o'clock really he'd be the. and i'm talking about when he was doing 50 grand and that takes a lot of motivation to when you're not doing well what he's in there he's in there
0: till 10 and you're doing that Working late hours yeah yeah yeah.
1: okay now yeah yeah so i think and and that's what i I don't see as much anymore in recruitment i used to see a lot of people working till eight nine o'clock in the office yeah you don't see that anymore because everyone wants the culture everyone wants the niceness agile working all that sort of stuff but listen first two years you were talking about what you did the first few years yeah work longer and harder than anyone else. Oh, that's what I did my do second year. Do more than anyone else. That's you, you yeah, can talk yeah, about yeah. the science behind it and motivation and mentality and all that sort of stuff, but ultimately. The first two years you get into recruitment, yeah. you you work harder than anyone else. Yeah, you do twice as much as anyone else. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. real basic stuff, isn't it? It's yeah, 15 because yeah. it's, 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 it's the only recru- thing you can fucking control
1: isn't it? Of course it is. But fifteen years in recruitment, and what I'm coming at you is, my advice is work really hard. That's mm. not science, is it? Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. if you look at what these guys do, you can you can give all the the tools and all the different things you can do. But the guy that is our biggest biller is the one that does the most hours, and I don't think that's also a coincidence but he also mm. balances that th- with his life and all that sort of stuff so yeah um okay that's so, interesting yeah so so you know if you're doing a million pound you can't you can't no, I, no I like that
0: I, feel, I really like i think that's totally true um someone just seeing someone around you raising the bar realizing that they're no different to you and all that that's yeah. that's such a game changer in it yeah and i think that's a great thing about podcasts and all the information you have access to it's like well hang on a minute no that person's done that. i can definitely do that yeah. but it Everyone is fascinated and wants. Okay, well, wh- how how long does he spend BDing, or like how long does he spend sourcing, or how does he structure his day? Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants that little that little secret or that little bit that's gonna they think is gonna help them get to that. Yeah, there, but
1: well, I mean, I mean that, that is just working things that you know you are gonna make money off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, was, simply I, so, someone gave me something where I think there was a company where the, the, the job fill was twenty percent. Okay, so you fill in one in five jobs that comes in. Yeah, and the best analogy I had was if you are a plumber and you were going to do five jobs yeah. and you are only going to get paid on one. Yeah. Which one would you work on? You know, so, 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 so but that's what we do, isn't it? We create, yeah, We spend yeah. a lot of time so like, not getting paid, not yeah. getting paid for a lot of work that we do. Yeah, yeah. So you have to choose carefully the work that you take on and the work that you do f- based on the, the client relationship you've got. So I think yeah. that combined with hard work, and then you know you, you can yeah, get. In. Yeah,
0: no, I like that. Anything that you want to add? I really like that. Anything that you want to add on on the mindset piece? I feel like you've you've got your, you're pretty switched on, and well, do you know what I mean? Like, do, do, do you? Do you have open conversations about? I know you said you have got a mindset coach, all those things. Like, what? What did anyone speak about mindset when you started? Like, do you know what I mean? In the early, early years, I don't, Well, it was like, more
1: in. I had it in sports. I think there's a lot of things that are happening in sports now that we can bring into business with yeah. sports science and yeah, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of good stuff. So I, I had it really in terms of mindset. Uh, sorry, mindset. Yeah. But I think. The challenge we've got now is yeah. is there's a lot of talk around mental health Yeah, and that yeah, sort of yeah. I think the biggest thing we need is education to people as to what mental health is. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I mean, That's what there's I, a lot of mental health awareness is great, um, but there's also, we, we're seeing a lot of people saying, well, I'm mentally unwell because something bad's happened in their life. So I think, you know, we need to get to a point where there needs to be an education on what mental health is. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, and and that, can, that can help with the mindset coaches because they talk to you about, what you need to do to make yourself happy yeah. as well. So I think mindset coaches can help with the mental well being and mental health as well. Yeah. What you need to do to make yourself mentally healthy, it's the same yeah, as going yeah, to the gym is yeah. need to make yourself fit. You know, you need to do the same sort of things on a daily basis to make you make sure your mind is fit and strong yeah, in yeah. the same way that you do with your body. Nice. So I think the mindset coach I think is is really important really important or certainly people understanding how the mind works it's oh, blooming mate. complicated isn't it yeah so complicated uh, we're,
0: we're just fucking weirdos aren't we the we are weird. well we are
1: well we can the mind, the mind can easily tell you that you're a weirdo yeah, if you yeah. believe it no, yeah, totally, so, so it's understanding the oh way.
0: mate no I couldn't, I couldn't agree more that's why um, I was really motivated to get some people on and talk about mental health because like yeah. now look, I, 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 I live on LinkedIn and spend a lot of time on there and I just I just feel like it's a very easy word to use now and I think at the same time it's, it's dangerous, but it's great that people, more people, are talking about. It, but absolutely, at the same time, yeah. it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't personally. I don't like it when people are. Oh, I had a really tough week in my mental health this week. Okay, wh- yeah. what do you mean? Like, yeah, less yeah. we need a bit more context. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there yeah. needs to be, as you said, an actual just education around it. Mm. So because um, the more people that actually understand how their brain works and all these things, the, the better. Absolutely, totally,
1: absolutely. For, for the so mental health, I guess just going back, it's mm. for the for the good in terms of you know, using your mind to make sure you believe that you can do six hundred grand. Believe that you can go yeah. in and talk to these CEOs. Mm. But also uh, to make sure you, that when he, when you're getting these knockbacks from yeah. someone saying, I'm not gonna work with you that it doesn't mean that you Yeah, you know no, That going that mean? that, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to the, go you know, into next those yeah. two
0: things. That's yeah. what I wanted to go in next before um, we start wrapping up mate like I, again i always ask people um what topics they want me to go over and stuff like that and a real common one again is that resilient piece and i know you've gave a few stories and all those things you look for that in people and these things so like how do you some people as you said like that girl that started just broke her heart and she couldn't deal with it i think there's got to be a bit of self-awareness you know what this isn't for me that's part of it but how do you Really instill that resilience in people. Do you know what I mean? You've got to play a part to play in that a bit as well, surely, or oh, not?
1: Well, I'm not sure you can really. Yeah, I'm not sure you can. So what do you do you're to do those shit you're, days? You're, well, that's what I'm saying. So, so you, you are. That's how you how you brought up, or what's mm. happened to you when you in your early life, or yeah, you know, yeah, like, people have had the parents divorce and all these yeah, all yeah. these little things or big things that happen in your life that create that ability to overcome adversity. Mm. So that's why I look for it because I don't think you can train it. Yeah. I don't think you can train it when someone joins if they haven't. But got if you are
0: a manager and you know that that per, that recruiter who has shown a bit of resilience in the past and has had a bit of a ship two months, three months, four months, yeah, what do you do? How do you get them to do? You know what I mean? Push through the resilience. How do you keep?
1: Well, forget, ul- ultimately, them? I can I can tell them that they've been through much worse in their life than that's happening at the moment, and they came back much stronger and they're yeah. they much better as as a result of it. Mm. So understand and ask people what they've learned from the bad experience. Yeah, you know. If, if something's going wrong, what have you learned from it and what are you going to do to change that and impact that moving forwards yeah, yeah. And I think if you just ask people questions, don't you know that? I think yeah, yeah. telling people sort no, yourself right. out, you ask people questions. So, what have you learned from these three months? Forget yeah. about I know you're having a tough time. You need to get have, them focusing on something else. Yeah, what, what have you learned? What will you do differently next time? Yeah. You know, get people to enjoy the failure love Uh, it yeah and that's 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 the thing if you can it's a really messed up mindset but if you can learn to enjoy your failures then every day I'll be okay in recruitment
0: but do you do anything personally to help you like I always like asking it like any did you have form any habits to get through those shit times like
1: Know. Yeah, you? The habit is changing my mindset to see a failure okay, as yeah. a success. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that's simple as that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Failure, a lot of the time you think, oh man, I've done that wrong. I'm terrible. Would, oh, da, da, da. But if you look and go, oh, oh what could I have done differently? Yes. And, and that's what I messed up. And next that. time when you're doing a deal or whatever's happening, you, you remember that failure and you, you adapt <laughs> and you do it differently. So, yeah. so going back to what you say is just looking at my... Changing my mind to see a failure as yeah, it's, it's
0: perspective, perspective. It? it's how perception, you choose to view something perception. mindset yeah, yeah. it all
1: comes down to mindset it yeah, all comes yeah, yeah. down to your viewpoint um, but you know we're in, a, we're in a great job that's you know really straightforward isn't it but it's the yeah. most difficult simple job in the world isn't yeah, it yeah. recruitment yeah um But there's lots of different things. Just make sure you you adapt to how you're working. Try and be better all the time, and don't get too carried away with successes or failures. Yeah, and try and that's big enough. Yeah, stay grounded, mate. Stay grounded. No Rolexes, kids. Keep it real. That's what (laughs) that's what we're doing, mate. Right,
0: right. Before we finish, mate, um, I'd be keen to just get your thoughts on this because. Yeah, I really like how how, um, how positively you're talking about the industry, and and, and that, that's a big part why I started this. If I'm honest, like to give actually people real a real perspective into the industry, yeah. right? So where where do, where do you think recruitment's going over the next couple of years?
1: I think it's how the most it? personally. I think it's the most exciting time for a while in recruitment. I think there's really? lots of uh, I think you've got an industry where the clients need you. Yeah, you know, so that's great. There's a yep. need from clients, and there's a, a respect for what we do. Um, and for our profession and the way we operate if you do it properly um, and I think there's all the technology that's coming in place and yeah. all the, the, the you know if you go to any of these events about what's happening with tech and AI and stuff like that there's some really exciting stuff that's going to yeah. be happening in the industry so I actually think it's a great time to be part of it Yeah. Um, so I see becoming more innovative more creative uh, the firms that dare to be different will be the best ones yeah totally um, and I, I think-, think
0: it's dare to be different and then also double down on those relationships and double down on fucking delivering for, for their clients and Absolutely. Doing the best the, thing the
1: people that know their clients inside out and the ones that niche you have to niche, got niche yeah. I wish we'd have done it sooner we didn't but all the people that I see you know our top three billers are the ones that have got the narrowest niche Really. so actually I used to think when you came into recruitment if you had the biggest database the most clients the yeah. most candidates that, that was, was the best one thought, yeah. but actually less is more and I think mm. when you start to see that less is more and you niche down that could um, be a game changer. You, you could be a game changer but the industry is an exciting place to be nice mate
0: so look what uh, before I ask you the last question mate what uh, what are you excited about in your world mate what is going on what's going on in Idex world, but, mate Idex yeah. uh, I'm excited, what are you about, excited about
1: I'm excited about the number of people we've got that are better than last year oh uh, I'm excited I it was good. yeah yeah I'm excited about um, the, the the quality of client relationships we've got And I'm excited that we're innovating and we're trying new things and we're going out and putting in technology that other firms haven't got. Mm. And we're we're trying to... Daring to be different. Yeah, we're daring to be different. And uh, we're observing the masses and doing the opposite. I like that. Um, Which is, you know, I I think, you know, if if we're in a a business that was stagnating and wasn't trying to be better or do things differently, then it'd be really boring. But we're doing that, which means that every day is different, every year is different. Um, And that's what it's about, isn't it?
0: Last nice, mate. So, um, last question.
1: I thought the last one was the last question. No, no, this oh, one. Okay. This one,
0: mate, this one. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can answer it with a phrase, sentence. <laughs> if uh, if uh, you could uh, communicate to everyone, they'd listen to you, all the recruiters in the world, they'd listen to you, they'd take on your advice. What would you say? It could be a phrase, could be a sentence. What have you got to say to these people that you really want them to listen to?
1: <clears throat> Don't be a dickhead. I like that. Yeah.
0: You're not the first person to say that. Am
1: I? Oh, really? Oh, no, I yeah. need to think something different. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of the, the industry, the challenge we've got as an industry, is there, there are a number of those because yeah. they get carried away with their own success. So, so don't get carried away with your own success. I like it. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead's better, yeah, but someone else is it. Don't be a dickhead. That, be a so, dickhead. Yeah.
0: No, I like it. Look, right. it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Wicked, mate. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much thanks a lot.